We are on Yevamos Dalid Amvez, towards the bottom, on 4b2, in the Arthur Gemara, on the second column. We're in the middle of the entire topic of, uh, we're in the middle of the topic of Essay Dochelotsa Say, the law that if you have a positive commandment and the way to fulfill the positive commandment also has the uh, violation of a negative commandment, then we tell you to fulfill the positive commandment. And so far, we've seen one source for this idea, which is that which is the fact that the Torah has the two psukim, the two verses uh, next to each other. One is discussing tzitzis, the other is discussing the prohibition to wear shatnis, to wear wool and linen together. And it's there to teach you that you're allowed to wear tzitzis even if uh, it's a garment which has wool and linen together. Just in terms of the, the broader issue of say that a positive commandment could override the violation of a negative commandment, the, as we go through these uh, pages, these dapim, so we're going to see the various limitations. How far do you take this? When, when does it apply? It does not always apply. So as we go through the different cases, including in today's recording, we're going to have discuss one limitation. We will see uh, how far this idea goes. But now we'll go on in the Gemara. The Gemara just mentioned that how do we know that we could apply the principle of smuchim, the principle that we could expound upon two verses? It's because there's something extra. There was a phrase which was extra. What was the phrase that was extra? The phrase says, Tzamro Pishtim. It says by Shatnez by us that it has to be made out of wool and linen in order for it to be a prohibition. And we already knew that from before. According to Rabbi Shmuel, according to Debei Rabbi Shmuel, when it mentioned the prohibition of Shana's earlier, it uses the word begadim, the word clothing. And clothing means, according to Rabbi Shmuel, it always means wool and linen. <coughs> so the Gemara is now going to ask, why do we need to even come on to the concept of smucham? That it's that we see from the connection between tzitzis and shatnas that, and there's this extra phrase by shatnas, that we could say that tzitzis applies, the myth of tzitzis applies, even though you might be, you'll be violating a prohibition of shatnas. The Gemara is going to say that we could just, just by the laws of tzitzis themselves, by what the Torah tells us about tzitzis alone, should prove to us that tzitzis could override shatnas, even without those whole concepts of smuchim. That's what the Gemara is going to ask, and then the Gemara is going to explain why that's not true. And just with one introduction, tzitzis, the reason why why tzitzis has inherently a shatnas issue is because Part of the mitzvah of tzitzis is also to wear techelas, those blue strings. And the law is, as we're about to see, the law is that for those blue strings, they have to be wool, woolen strings. They have to be strings made out of wool. And we're also going to see that the Torah is going to tell us that the beged itself, the garment itself, could be made out of linen. So then you have the 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 beged the uh, garment is out of linen. You have the strings, at least some of the strings of the treles are wool. The other strings could be linen. And then you have this mixture of wool and linen. So inherent to tzitzis, even before we come on to, before we before we have this whole concept of smuchim, that if it's in a case where it's shatnes, forget about if it's in a case where it's shatnes. Within tzitzis itself, within the laws of tzitzis, there are two laws which seems to imply that you could have a case of shatnas. One law is that tzitzis has to be made out of wool. 
The second law is that the garment could be made out of linen. There's a possibility for the garment to be made out of linen. So then in that possibility, the trela strings, the blue strings are made out of wool. And then you have shatnas right there. You have wool and linen together. And yet we see that there's a mitzvah of tzitzah. So the Gemara is going to ask, essentially, why do we need smuchim? Why do we even need to connect it to the previous verse of shatnas? It's just within the laws of tzitzah themselves, we should be able to prove that tzitzah applies even though you're in violation of shatnas. So the Gemara says as follows. According to the Tanah Debe Rishmael, who has this whole... The, the basis for smucham is, is based on what he said. According to him, it seems like you need this concept of smucham. If it wasn't for smucham, what would I have thought? I would have thought that there's, that we should follow, we should we should prioritize the love, the the violation of the negative commandment, that we wouldn't want to violate the negative commandment, and we tell you, don't do the mitzvah of tzitzis, so that you do not violate the negative commandment of shatnas. That's what I would have thought if I didn't have this concept of smuchin, if we didn't have this whole drasha expounding upon these two verses. And the Gemara is going to say, why? Even without the expounding of these two verses, just within the laws of tzitzis themselves, we have the concept of shatnas. How do we know this? It says that you should have garments. It uses the word beged here. Beged meaning garments. And we already learned also from yesterday's recording. That whenever it uses the word in the Torah clothing, it's referring to wool and linen. So step one is, rule number one is, that what could what type of clothing is it? A four-corner garment of wool or linen. It has to be, it's wool or linen um, clothing, the Amar Rachmana, and the Torah also says rule number two is Avilei Tcheles. It has you have to have strings of Tcheles, the blue strings. Utcheles Amrahu, and Tcheles is made out of wool. So rule number one is that there's the possibility of the garment being linen. Rule number two is that the Tcheles has to be wool. So we have within the option that you're wearing linen, a linen garment, you have shatnas right there. The Gemara just parenthetically asks, how do we know? That tchelis has to be wool. Mimai de tchelis amruhu. How do we know that tchelis has to be wool? Midishesh kidna tchelis amruhu. So it's a little, this idea is a little more, it requires more, uh, more, uh, more knowledge to understand this. But the essential idea is that when it came to the garments, of, when it comes to the, the garments of the Kohanim, they had both linen and wool also. And the fact that it says specifically linen for for part of the material for the garments, they also had tcheles. And in the in the garments of the kohanim, which were which were colored with tcheles with this blue dye, that blue dye dyed wool. It was dyeing the material of wool. So since over there it's apply it's wool, so so too by us by tzitzis, it's also the blue dye going on the material of dyeing the material of wool. Okay, that's just a parenthetical point. But the main question is is really a strong question that within the laws of tzitzis themselves, even before we come on to this, the whole concept of smuchim, we have within the laws of, of tzitzis themselves rule number one that it, there's a possibility that the garment's made out of linen. Rule number two is that tchelas has to be made out of wool. So then it seems to be that uh, that there's a concept of shatnis just within the laws of tzitzis. So the Gemara answers as follows. We'll first say the answer outside because inside. It gets uh, it gets a little more complicated within the within the the line by line of the Gemara. So the answer is essentially that no, 
without the verse of the two verses to apply the principle of smuchim to connect shatnas and tzitzis, I would have thought as follows. Even according to Rishmal, I would have thought as follows: that really wearing tzitzis with tchilas depends on what garment I'm wearing. If it's a wool, if it's a garment made out of wool, so then I could have tchilas because tchilas is also wool. It's not a problem. But if I have a garment made out of linen, then I would tell you make strings out of linen. And the strings, if they're made out of linen, then you cannot have tchilas. You're not allowed to use tchilas if it is a linen garment because it has to be all linen. And there's a prohibition of shatnis. Why would I have thought that? I would have thought that because there is a potential drasha. There's a, a potential way of learning a, a phrase in the Torah which says kanaf, that the tzitzis have to be made out of the same material as the corner of the garment. That if the corner of the garment is linen, so then the strings have to be linen. If it's, the strings are linen, then you can't you put on tchilas. If the cor- if the garment is wool, so then the strings have to be wool. So one would have thought that there's no shotness issue here. Originally, our question was that there's a shotness issue here, just with inherent within tzitzis. And the answer is the the answer is that no. One would have thought that maybe there is no shotness issue here, because whatever material the clothing is made out of, so then that's what the strings have to be made out of. And then you'll never have a situation of shotness comes, the, the, the conclusion is, comes smuchim, the concept of expounding these two verses, the verse of Shanez and the verse of Tzitzis, to tell you that that assumption is incorrect. That really you could mix between the different materials. That if you have linen, then you could have uh, Tzitzis and Tchilis made out of wool. And then we're also going to see vice versa as well. That if you have a garment which is made out of wool, the, the beged, the clothing is made out of wool, so then you could have the Tzitzis made out of linen. So again, the assumption, the Gemara first asked that inherently within tzitzis, there's a concept of shatnis because you could have linen garments and the uh, the tzitzis are made out of wool if it's, the tchilas is made out of wool. The Gemara says no, because one would have thought if I didn't have smuchim, that uh, that you could only use tchilas if it's actually a garment made out of wool. But if it's made out of linen, then, then the strings have to be made out of linen and you wouldn't put any tchilas on them. The conclusion is, that's what one would have thought, the conclusion is, now that we have the concept of smuchim, now that we have this concept of expounding upon these two different verses, that we could mix and match. We could have this mixture of a linen garment with with strings of wool, or a garment of wool with strings of made out of, lin, out of linen. So let's see this inside the Gemara. The Gemara says, no, Yitzchak, we need it. One would have thought the following, like Rava. Rava, Rami... Rav is of the opinion to have this drasha. He has this drasha that we that the corner of the, of the garment, kanaf, the material from the corner of the garment, impacts the strings. But he has it in a slightly different way because Rav is really a bit different from the way we've been understanding it until now. So that's that's the part that gets a little complicated. Rava is different, and so we're not going to get into the details of how Rava is different. Uh, it's uh, it's essential. It's, we won't get into those details, but the Gemara acknowledges that Rava is different. But our understanding is different than Rava. But the Gemara says, no, we, we're going to take a part of Rava. It's, it's necessary to take a part of Rava. What part of Rava are we going to take? Saga Rava Hakanaf Min Kanaf. 
Semer let semer opishin lopishin. Bechiyabidus semer let semer tzave avol semer semer lopishin opishin semer lo. One would have thought if you just take the a certain aspect of rava, which is that the corner of the garment has to be the same material as the strings. That, as what we said before, that one would have thought without the expounding on the two verses, one would have thought that the garment is made out of wool, then the strings have to be made out of wool, and then you can have trelas if the garment is made out of linen. So then the strings are made out of linen, and then you would never, you wouldn't use trelas in such a case. Okay, just uh, Rava himself, the reason why Rava is a bit different is because he says, he's of the opinion that really you could use any material for the garment itself. And wool and linen is just unique in a different aspect, that uh, wool and linen, you could have them as strings for a garment made out of any material, uh, and you could still have wool and linen as the strings. If you, but, However, he says that if you want to use uh, strings of a different material other than wool and linen, so then those strings will only work if the clothing itself is of that material. Uh, so if it's cotton, let's say, so then the clothing would have to be made out of cotton or something like that. But that's just really uh, Rava himself. He's, he's a bit different than what we've been understanding until now. That's parenthetical. But the point is that this is what one, one would have thought if we didn't have the concept of smuchen, this drush of smuchen. But the conclusion of the Gemara is, essentially, what's the conclusion of the Gemara? We have the concept of smuchen, that you could expand upon these two verses, and then therefore there's a connection between Chinas and Titsis, and therefore, it's there to teach us that you can mix you can mix between linen and wool. That if you have a wool, if you have a linen garment, you can have wool strings, and then you can have trellis. That's how you can put on trellis. And if you have the other way around, also if you have wool a wool garment and uh, linen strings, so then that would also work, even though that is a violation of shatnas. That would still work because you are performing the positive mitzvah. Okay, that is the conclusion of the Gemara and the conclusion of the daf of the page. I just want to add one more point, which is really going to be a a very uh, fundamental con- conceptual point with regards to essay dochalosase, which comes out of the last line of our Gemara. We have the principle of essay dochalosase that a positive mitzvah could override the violation of a negative commandment. We're going to see that there are various limitations to this idea, and we're going to present one in a minute. But before we present that limitation, just a, a broader perspective. How exactly does Esedochulosa say work? How does it work that the positive mitzvah overrides the negative commandment? There are, to simplify things, there are essentially two ways of understanding it. One way of understanding it is that when we have a positive mitzvah in conjunction with the violation of a negative commandment, the Torah is essentially telling us that there is no negative commandment here. Whenever you have this situation where you have this positive mitzvah to perform, and in order to perform it, you're in, you have to violate a negative commandment. It's as if the Torah is telling us there is what we call hutra. There is no violation of the negative commandment. The Torah is telling us the negative commandment does not apply in this scenario. There is no negative commandment. That is one approach. The other approach is to say no. I have I have two values that I'm weighing. One is a positive mitzvah. One is to prevent myself from violating a negative commandment. It's just we're going to prioritize one over the other. We're going to prioritize the positive mitzvah over the violation of the negative. Uh, we're going to prioritize, sorry, the positive mitzvah over uh, the uh, the negative commandment. And so we'll tell you to perform the positive positive mitzvah even though it's in violation of a negative commandment. Essentially, according to the first approach, there is no negative commandment 
in this context. According to the second approach, there is still a negative commandment, but we prioritize the positive mitzvah. Those are uh, two conceptual ways of understanding this principle of esedocha losase. It comes out in, out in the last line of our Gemara because of the following, uh, for the following reason. The Gemara says in the end that now that we have this principle of, of connecting these two verses, and so shatnas could apply by tzitzis, it says in, in two cases it could apply. One case is where you have a linen garment, and you could have wool tzitzis. The, the, the strings can be made out of wool. Now that makes sense because you need the strings to be made out of wool in order to have tchelas. Tchelas needs to be the dye for strings out of, that are made out of wool. So it makes sense that the Torah tells us you could have linen garments, but but we need to fulfill the mitzvah of, of tchelas. And so therefore the strings will be made out of wool. However, the opposite is also true, which is what the Gemara in the last line of the Gemara said. The opposite is also true. If you have a garment made out of wool, it says that you're allowed to make strings out of linen. Even though there's no need to make the strings out of linen. Why can't I just go ahead and make the strings out of wool? What's forcing me to make these strings out of linen? There's nothing's really forcing me to make these strings out of linen. So why am I allowed to do this? Why can't I just make the strings out of wool? I'm fulfilling a positive commandment. And I'm not violating anything. I'm not even violating a negative commandment. So this is a big, big question. Again, the question is, I understand the case of where the linen garment uh, could have wool tzitzis strings because then that that gives you the ability to perform the mitzvah of tchelas of putting tchelas on the on the blue dye on the strings but if it's the opposite case where the garment is made out of wool why can't i just why can't i just be told make the tzitzis out of wool and then you won't be invited you won't be in violation of anything you'll fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzis why do i even have that option of making the the tzitzis strings out of linen so from that question the rishonim the earlier commentators they have many, many different answers, which you don't have time to get into. But one idea that comes out of their discussion is that do is there a limitation of Efshir Lakaim Shneim? If it's possible for me to fulfill the positive mitzvah without violating the negative commandment, so then do I have to do that? Do I have to put myself in that scenario where I will not violate the negative commandment? Or it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I could even violate the negative commandment even though uh, I'm violating, the, even though I don't have to, as long as I'm um, um, I'm I'm fulfilling the positive commandment at the same time. So again, this, this is a discussion. What we call Efshel Lekaim Shneim. There's the opinion of Reish Lakish that says that if if there's a possibility of me fulfilling the positive mitzvah without violating the negative commandment, I have to do that. It's not an option. If if I I would have to do that if if there's a way out. Uh, and it seems to be that others are of the opinion that maybe not. Maybe maybe there's a dispute about this. May, potentially there's a dispute, and some would potentially hold that even if it's possible for me to puf- fulfill the positive mitzvah uh, without violating a negative commandment, still, if I want to, I could perform the positive mitzvah and still violate the negative commandment. Perhaps this dispute, if there is a dispute here, it's even questionable whether there's a dispute here, might depend on whether the concept of Esedukhla is to say, conceptually, what is it? Is it as if there's no negative commandment here? When you perform the positive mitzvah, there's no negative commandment here? So then maybe even if I have the option, I could go ahead and violate the negative commandment because there's no violation, there's no negative commandment here. However, if you take the other approach that we mentioned, that no, there's still a negative commandment there. It's just it's a weighing, we have to weigh the positive mitzvah versus the violation of the negative commandment and we, we prioritize the positive mitzvah, then maybe if there's a way out where we're not going to violate the negative commandment, then we should take that way out. Okay, that's uh, one idea.
final idea that comes out of this Gemara.